Hallelujah. I'd like to start with the meditation of the week from Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God and Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague Come nigh thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him, and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him, and show him my salvation. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, as we ready our hearts to hear your word today, may the listeners be filled with the Holy Spirit to receive your wisdom and get understanding of today's message. Please guide the servant through the Holy Spirit to give testimony according to the Scriptures. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen title of the word this week is why Jesus asked the Jews first to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The main text comes from uh, gospel according to Matthew chapter 6, 31 through 34. If you have your Bible open, please follow along. I'll go ahead and read it. Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or, What shall we drink? Or, Wherewithal shall we be clothed? For, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. 
Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Amen. Jesus told the Jews who were concerned about what to eat and what to drink. As we read earlier in verse 33, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The Lord spoke to the Jews, his chosen people, neither to the church of God nor the Gentiles. Apostle Paul testified to Pastor Timothy saying he would be a shameful worker unless he study the words of truth, dividing it rightly. Therefore, we need to realize why Jesus said this to the Jews and what kingdom of God is as well as his righteousness and the reason why they have to seek first kingdom of God and his righteousness. After the Jews received the law of God through Moses, they failed to realize that they were miserable sinners and that they could not observe the law. They had failed to observe the law of God, and so they had been under the discipline of God until they realized of it. Because they had left the law of God and served the nations practicing idolatry with them, God had put them under the rule of the nations, such as Babylon, Assyria, Medea, and Persia, Greece, and the Roman Empire. Even when Jesus appeared to them, they were serving the Roman king Caesar. They were God's chosen people, the Jews. But they lived in such a miserable situation worrying about what they need to eat and drink day by day. Jesus first taught them what they had to pray for. In uh, Matthew 6:10, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Jesus did not ask them to seek foods and clothing, but to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then God will provide them their needs. Back then, it was the time before the church of God had come, had not come to pass yet. However, many preachers are teaching that God will add material blessings unto Christians serving the church in many ways. Of course, God will bless them that dedicate to the ministry of the church. But the word of Jesus in the book of Matthews cannot be applied to the church as doctrine. The word of Jesus unto the Jews cannot be compared to materialistic blessings. 
Jesus opened the door for the Jews to enter into the kingdom of God through seeking his righteousness. The Gospel of Matthew deals with the king of the Jews, Jesus Christ as king of the Jews. Jesus knew that sooner or later he was going to be rejected by the Jews and die on the cross to remove the sin of the world. According to John the Baptist, what he preached in uh, John 129. He also knew that he would be buried and resurrected on the third day. The Lord had to die first for the Jews, for they had been disciplined for the sins of the law. Therefore, the Lord wanted the Jews to be protected in the kingdom of God. No more worrying about what to eat and drink through regeneration by the Holy Ghost, seeking the righteousness of God and no more seeking the law. Apostle Paul testified of this kingdom of God in Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Jesus spoke to Nicodemus, a teacher who taught the law to the Jews about the kingdom of God. In John 3, verse 3, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Skip to verse 5 and 6, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Jesus said that the first birth is the flesh from water. We all were we were all born first from our mother's womb, right? We all came out of the placenta, hence flesh and water. And the second birth is the spirit born of the Holy Spirit. Everyone that is born ever since days of Adam until you're born again through the Holy Spirit your spirit is dead and must be born again reborn through the Holy Spirit. Apostle Peter testified that being born with the Holy Spirit is born of the Word of God. 1 Peter 1 verse 23 Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Also, Jesus said to the Jews that they must seek God's righteousness to enter the kingdom of God. In other words, at that time they thought to be justified by the law. But they had to change their thoughts to believe 
the righteousness of God giving them through believing on Jesus who will die on the cross, bearing all the sins of the law sooner or later. The Holy Spirit made Apostle Paul testify to them about God's righteousness. We turn to Romans 3.22-24 Even the righteousness of God which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Uh, in eight, chapter 8, verse 3 and 4. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Jesus was born of the Holy Spirit, not through uh, Joseph. He never knew sin. He doesn't know sin. And yet, He took on all our sins. It's a prepayment. And yet, He died for our, our sin. He shed all his blood so that we could live he took on all our burden and another way of saying it would be there's two books there's a book full of sins dirty things with your name with my name on it and another book blank pages clean nothing on it it says Jesus Christ on it. And what Jesus did, he swapped the names on it. Now, my name is on the brand new book with nothing. It's clean. And on his book, it's full of my sins that I committed. That's salvation, my friends. He did that for all of us. If you believe, if you, if you believe, truly believe in your heart that He is your Savior, He kept all of us from going to hell. Those who believe. The Jews had to believe in God's righteousness in the gospel of Christ through his death and resurrection so that they may be freed from the law of God to enter into kingdom of God. This is the reason why Jesus asked them, first, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. After God sent the Holy Ghost, Apostle Paul preached the gospel first to the Jews, but they did not believe in the righteousness of God in the gospel except a few number of Jews. 
Since then, Apostle Paul left the Jews and preached the gospel to the Gentiles. He testified of the gospel of Christ, which contains God's righteousness. In Romans 1, verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. Reading further into chapter 2 of Book of Romans, I found it very interesting how the Bible emphasizes Jew first. The gospel to be preached first to the Jews, just as uh, 116. But not only that, bad and good things come in order in that order as well. We can see this in Romans 2, 9 and 10. Tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil of the Jew first and also of the Gentile. Next verse in 10. But glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. If the Bible must have repeated it three uh, three times, it must be very important uh, of the chosen nation, the Jewish people. Remember, folks, the Bible is about a Jewish man, right? Jesus Christ and his kingdom, kingdom of God. And also it focuses also on his people, the Jews. The timetable also within the Bible goes by the Jewish timetable. Um, We we live, currently we live in the Gregorian calendar. um, But the Hebrew calendar is much more closer to... I guess, modern-day lunar calendar based off the moon. So there's a little bit of a discrepancy when you start comparing dates to the solar calendar, which is what modern calendar uses. Uh, Just a little side note. Okay, going back to the main message. Apostle Paul testified that in the day of Christ, appearing in the air, Christians as the children of God to be the bride of Christ shall be translated before the great tribulation. But the Jews and the Gentiles and the Christians that are not born again are going to suffer under the Antichrist. But God will give them last chance to be saved in the midst of the great tribulation when they repent. Some of you might ask, why is Christians that are not born again in this category? Well, the Bible says just because, you know, Jesus said, just because you call me Lord, Lord doesn't mean I know you. 
there's a there's an old saying, right? Um, if you walk, if you talk the talk, walk the walk, right? I'm sure some of you might have heard that. It's kind of what you want to apply. You know, if you if you read the Bible and then if you see what it tells you and hear what God's telling you, then you walk in that way. Avoid the sins. And then you do. And doing his word is what believing God is. Also within the local church. Charity, serving one another, uh, serving each and every member according to what they need, what they, it could be physical, it could be anything. You know, you can't just pick and choose the verses that you see it fit because it's sweet, because it's nice. Everybody's heard of John 3.16. That's all I even here even on some billboards and yet the rest of the bible some of the words are harsh you know it's not pleasant there's tribulation in there there's death there's blood there's anguish and yet it's all for us to read and find out why god recorded it in all 66 books. So let's. Let's pull two examples. Um, not examples. But two. Commands. That we were told as Christians. To do. Uh, first one being study. As we read earlier together. 2 Timothy 2.15. Study. To show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Keyword, study. Not only are we supposed to pray without ceasing, rejoice evermore, and give thanks always, right? You know, not only pastors are supposed to study the words, this is everyone. If you're reading, when you read and you see this verse, that's you. That's me. Everyone study. And also in John chapter 5, 39. Search the scriptures. Don't just flip through the pages. You know, just don't look at the black ink on white paper. This isn't your just fable story. John 5.39 Search the scriptures For in them ye think ye have eternal life This book is eternal life This is word of God Living God Living word And they are They which testify of me Who is me? Jesus Christ That's how you know Jesus Christ That's how you learn And meet him personally Amen? Amen. Okay, going back. Apostle Paul also testified of what will happen before Christ's day comes. In 2 Thessalonians 2, 
3 and 4. Chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. You know, this is the biggest reason, the main reason why Lucifer the Satan fell from the heaven. Pride got in his, uh, pride took over. You know, he, he told himself he wanted to be like God. I want to be higher than God. There's no way he can be anything. Anybody can be higher than God. That's why God threw him down from the heaven. And now he's ruling where? Here in this earth. He currently is the king of the earth. Doesn't matter what other, you know, people say. That's where he's ruling. This is why the Lord's prayer earlier in Matthew 6. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth. As it is in heaven. It was done once. Lucifer came down. He fell. And one more time. God's going to repeat. And then he'll go into lake of fire. So God's ultimate plan is to bring back. What Lucifer. The devil. Ruined. Back in the day of Adam and Eve. That was God's perfect vision, his plan. The Garden of Eden was, it was a, such a beautiful place, but it was ruined, so now it's been delayed under the terms of God's righteousness so that he doesn't have to repeat it over and over. He's just going to do it one big time cleaning. And that's why, you know, some of you might ask, why is it taking so long? Well, if it's taking so long for you, time goes really quick if you start evangelizing and gathering people, inviting people into God's kingdom to help them, you know, let's, let's, let's get into God's kingdom. Let's leave this world behind, you know. Break the shackles of the devil. You don't have to be his slave anymore. But I invite you into the kingdom of God, which is righteousness, peace, and joy, right? I mean, some of us might think it's taking forever. It's taking such a long time to see the millennial kingdom. But think of it this way. God's one day could be a thousand years. 
He's been waiting 6,000 years. I've only been here on earth for about 40 some odd years. God's plan still hasn't come to fruition yet. He's patiently waiting to be so that he's, you know, he's he's waiting patiently so that we, the saved Christians, can gather more of his children. What good is God's kingdom if there's nobody in it? That's our job. To gather more people, more of his children, so that he, he may be glorified. So that he'll, he'll be joyous, he'll be happy to see all his children just be everywhere. Okay, moving on. Falling away. Apostasy means that the churches of God forsake the God's righteousness and serve idols like the ancient Israelites. We see that the apostasy that is taking place during the last days is an extreme level before God, such as WCC, World Council of Churches, WEA, World Evangelical Alliance, and NCCK, National Council of Churches in Korea, and also religious integration, soon to be officially formulated at the Peace Palace in Hague, Netherlands, on June 23rd, 2020. That's only a few weeks away. This cannot be compared to the apostasy committed by the ancient Israelites. Therefore, the only thing left is that Christ will appear right after the Antichrist, the son of perdition, the man of sin, appears. At the same time, the whole world enters into the great tribulation of the seven years. Now is the last chance to repent to return to the Lord Jesus Christ. Apostle Paul foretold that there would be some who would keep the Antichrist from appearing in 2 Thessalonians 2, 6-8. And now ye know that what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Living in the last days, we can, we can even see through the news media that the New World Order forces have long been subdued underground for the kingdom of the Antichrist to rule over the whole world. And now they're revealing their identity and acting upon their plan. On the other hand, they live at a time when they know who is blocking their power. Those who are spiritually aware of who is blocking 
and that someday the blocker can be removed, and that it's only a matter of time before the Antichrist appears at his time. For those who are spiritually awake, the day will not come as a thief. Apostle Paul once again testified of that day in 1 Thessalonians 5, 1-5. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. When the Roman Catholic Pope, who is preparing the way for the Antichrist to appear, unites all religions into one, the whole world will say, peace and safety. Because there's no fighting. There's no war among other religions. That's why they're trying to integrate everything into one. And the true church of God and the kingdom of God will be attacked by the world. The Lord Jesus will appear for his bride not to hand over her to the Antichrist and lift the true born-again church of God into heaven before the great tribulation. For additional reading, folks, I want to recommend a book called the Book of Martyrs by John Fox, F-O-X-E. It goes into great detail on how the Catholic Church um, destroyed and killed so many Bible-believing Christians back in the day. Uh, it's called Book of Martyrs by John Fox. Blessings to all listeners out there. May the grace and knowledge of truth of our Lord Christ Jesus be filled in you all. Amen. This week's message and all other recordings in English and Korean can be found on our website at wgmi.org. Once again, that's wgmi.org. We can also be found on YouTube, podcast, and TuneIn app, T-U-N-E-I-N, by typing WGM Church in the search field.